0: Welcome to the People Priority Podcast, where we dig into topics that help you show up as your best self for you and your circle of influence. I'm your host, Julie Schneers, a teacher turned speaker, team culture consultant, and leadership growth coach who loves people. Join me every week for conversations that will motivate, educate, and hopefully just inspire you to grow through the power of communication, connection, and confidence, because you and your people, you're worth it. Today's guest is probably one of the most favorite connections that I have been able to throw on here. That's not fair. I should not say that. I love all the people that have been on my podcast thus far. But this guy has got the coolest things to share that's going to apply to any space that you're in that links to the brain. So Listen in. He's got a lot to offer behind the sciences of this mental health crisis that you know is on my heart. Let me introduce to you Chris Matice. He's <laughs> a 25-year health veteran building health companies throughout the Northern Virginia area. Three years ago, he and his partner started a neuroeducation company that teaches people how to maximize brain potential called Next Level Neuro. Their mission? is to change the landscape of mindset growth in schools, corporations, health and fitness, wealth management, and even relationships. He's the perfect fit for our space. Chris also consults with the Ellie Group, a company with the mission to decrease teen suicide and pharmaceutical dependency that has recently transitioned into helping military, first responders, and those in the corporate space with the goal of helping adults in the same way they helped teens in addition to preventing the burnout that we are all talking about. Chris says, for him, it isn't about teaching more tactics and strategies. It's about eliminating the reason you need the tactics and strategies in the first place. Chris, welcome on.
1: Juan, you nailed that. That was great.
0: Oh, man. that you're here. You've got so much cool stuff to share. Yeah. We have to start with just... Hitting the nail on the head of what it is when you say, Neuro, give us the breakdown, give us the definition about what we're going to dig into today.
1: You know, it's a great question. I think when we look at society, we look at the things in life that have influenced us, you know, over time. And we look at counseling, we look at therapy, we look at all those things. We, we the, the one thing that has really made a big difference for me in my life when I heard the statement and I'm going to use weight loss because everyone at some point yeah. is going to lose weight. If gain weight, you can put it. you can just change a sentence. And, and my friend, Brian Grasso, um, he told it to me this way. He said, you know, it's not about more tactics and strategies to lose 30 pounds, right? Look at the fitness and nutrition industry. It's a trillion dollar industry. Clearly yeah. something's not working, right? It's about eliminating the reasons why we're already 30 pounds overweight. That's a really provocative statement. If you look at, if you put any relationship, finance, any aspect of our lives that involves a goal or involves change or involves changing a habit, right? The way we, the way we like to talk about it to people is, and it's this sentence, the belief systems you carry form the perceptions you hold of yourself. Those perceptions you hold of yourself form your actions, habits and behaviors. Oh, that's good. We only look at the habits, right? Right. But why do why does everyone turn back and say and and then have a guilt of failing or the shame or something of not achieving? They never went back. Up, they never went back upstream and changed the belief system that they have. The mm-hmm. question becomes, what's where's the belief system started? Once you get to that, and you can change the belief system, you can make drastic change. But the question becomes is, how do you do that? And that's really where this, this kind of rabbit hole neurology really took me and, and some friends and to some people who passed along all that information to me. Yeah. brain learns, right? It's, it's a, it's, it's there to provide a fight or flight system to protect us. But we, the, the way we like to teach it is, you know, we, you know, if we look at corporate America in this burnout position, this fight yeah. going on, it's, it's, it's pervasive. Mm. If you look at COVID and the stress that everyone gets put under, your brain has one job, survival. Right? So if we look at it as a bucket, you know, I, spent, I wish I had a, uh, one of the PDFs we have for this. But everything in life is stress. Your kids stress, your stress, relationship stress, money stress, exercise stress, eating healthy stress. Oh my right? gosh. Look into this bucket and fills it up like water. Right? So, but what happens? If the bucket overflows, what does your brain think? You're going to die, right? It's primitive. It's a, we have a primitive brain. So what does it do? Basically sticks a spout somewhere in the middle and it has runoff. What is runoff? Anxiety, depression, all the things that we experience pain, right? We, we, in our, in our circle, we call it bow nature, but what like physical symptoms do we get? What are the things we say to ourselves that are negative? Like all of these things are are spill-offs of this threat matrix that we talk about. Mm -hmm. I can learn to understand and have the self-awareness of what spins me out of control. Then I can actually control that. I can learn to control it better, but not only learn to control it, learn to change my language, learn to change the actual neurology of my brain. So instead of having negative emotions or negative thoughts, which leads to emotions, and feelings, which then leads to a subconscious um, thought process. It's actually forming positive language, forming positive feelings and actually changing that belief system. And it's not done overnight. Of right. Course. Yeah. When we build these things in our brain called neural tags, it takes repetition. And that repetition now builds the neural tag. It's not a once thing, right? I like to tell a story from my 21st birthday. In the good graces of my friends, they put Tabasco shots in every one of my 21 shots. Oh, no. you can imagine what happens to me when I smell Tabasco sauce, right? Yeah. That's a neural tag, right? I get nauseous just smelling it. That's a great example, Chris. Because remember, (laughs) it doesn't matter if it's Tabasco sauce, it's a traumatic event. Well, Dr. Joe um, dispenses tells it really brilliantly this way. He's like, when we when we recreate a moment from our past and we relive that feeling, your brain doesn't understand whether it's happening today, what happened in the past. It's just living today. So you're just strengthening that neural tag. So in essence, we're living every day today as as the past. How do we change that? If I don't, if I grew up in, in a household under influence. Experiences of a family that doesn't have a good story with health and nutrition or exercise—it makes sense. As an adult, I'm not going to have it unless I have some type of event where you know people who've lost lots of weight and they've changed. The question becomes: How do we put that in to corporate America? How do we help kids with that? That is how the question. This this problem that kids and, and pharmaceutical dependency and the and the I, I don't I know most states in the in the country. Number two is the leading cause of deaths for kids in the States. Next, only behind accidents, like car accidents. Like it's a problem.
0: No, it's absolutely You're a problem. It.
1: No one's addressing it the right way. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's bet I've been privy and, and I feel blessed that I had some people in my life that we have had similar experiences with families, et cetera. We have similar passions and we've been able to build separate companies that kind of con- converse and come together and are able able to provide this type of education for people. But also, think of it this way. If if there's a problem with children in our society with suicide and pharmaceutical dependence, Mm -hmm. and I teach the kids what to do, but they go home into a household that doesn't know how to Mm -hmm. do the same stuff that they're teaching. Does that influence now take them back to the stories of their past and they're just reliving it? Or is it better off to start teaching the adults the same emotional regulation that we're trying to teach the children? So chicken or the egg, right? I was about to say, that is that is for sure the chicken and the egg. And you know,
0: I talk about uh, the struggle that I watch like, as a teacher these students have. The students they grew up in, where did they go? To work, right? like they took the backgrounds that we were seeing in the classroom to their next stage of life. Just because you turned into a, a grown-up and you went to a real job doesn't mean that every hardship or every struggle or every bad neuro tag that you learned just disappears. That doesn't work that way unless, unless somebody had an intervention of some sort or help in spaces where they needed it uh, or maybe a different kind of support. But those kids that struggle, they still grow up to be adults that go to the workspace. So it's very, very interesting that you say it like that because you're right; it's chicken and the egg, and they both need attention.
1: It's 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 a great point. It's um, you know, we we talk about let, let's give an example. You go to a a review at work for your job, okay, and they say, "Listen, I need you to be better at X, Y, and Z." Okay. Basically, they're saying you need to perform or you're going to be fired. The question I would ask is, do they have this? Do they have the emotional development regulation to perform those skills you're asking them to change? And are you just leaving them off, letting them go on their own? Or can you provide the right structure, support Mm -hmm. and mindset teaching, like the literally the neurological way that someone learns a new skill? Okay, it's four stages, and you can't go through. You can't circumvent the stages of your brain for them to be successful. Mm. They affect your bottom line. So, who should be in charge of doing that? Mm. Some some would say, well, "No, it's it's my space." As the employees take care of that. I would. There's a part of that too. I agree. There's a part right. of it is if I'm if I it takes me more money to recruit someone, right, for a new position that it should be on me to teach them the skills they need. Now, someone would say, well, you teach them the skills and they leave? And they go, yes, but that's your priority prior- on your prerogative as an employer. Make them better. If they leave, you did your job. They left mm-hmm. for reasons. And those reasons, maybe you should be looking at your internal work as a company, why they like
0: That's right. That is a beautiful perspective. And, you know, I had, I worked at the company once and I had a guy tell me, you know what, don't ask all those assessment questions because I don't want to know where my employees are going to be in five to ten years. If they're not here, sure, I don't want to hear about it. Like putting your head in the sand and hoping that that the house doesn't burn down around you doesn't make it less likely to burn down. It is about the insides. I love I love that you say that. And I, I that is my hope that every company decides to building their people. So tell us, I I know the the reasons why this is important. Tell us how you go about restructuring those neurotags and reframing belief systems uh, that that
1: can help us. It's, it's a great question. Okay, it's not a it's not a one sentence answer. But of I'm going to. Be- I
0: knew I knew you were going to say that. I knew. I know. Here's why, here's why
1: I want to say this. Okay, I'm in my late 40s. Okay, every day of my life, I have stepped and reinforced those neural tags experiences. Etc. Am I going to be able to get someone to change in one day? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, way. Right. It's impossible. It's like telling someone, promise me you won't do this X. Okay. Beyond all the really 1% examples. Okay. A promise is trying to change someone's habit. Right. Or, or, or how they act. Right. It's not a one shot stop. So we really look at it from in a three to one ratio. Okay? okay, you need to learn, you need, the, you need to deconstruct what you say to yourself, right? This is the overthinking, the overwhelm, etc. right? We really can break people into two pieces, thinkers and feelers, right? And we could have a whole podcast on that if you wanted. Um, we,
0: I am a feeler, like I'll just be feel. real forward.
1: Right, <laughs> right? but if I'm a feeler, then part of my mindset help is I have to think my way out. Okay, Mm. thinker, A a thinker who overthinks, they have to ask themselves, how do I feel? Now we have now that the whole thing, what is feeling like are you Mm. guilty, shame, anger, all those things. So we we teach people how to start learning the language they say. Okay, that's the that is the hardest thing to learn at first. But that's that's the only deconstruction piece, because our goal is to take care of you inside. Okay, that's that's the only goal. Like you, are with you for the rest of your life. I am with me the rest of my life. People are going to come and go, right? If we're lucky to have one relationship in our life that stays with us forever, we're lucky. But we are with each other, ourselves the whole time. Saying that, I want to feel good, so we do a one deconstruction and we do three things in our four pillars as a process to teach the brain how it learns. We teach people how to build new neural tags in their brain with what a lot of people call it gratitude. We call it count your wins. But there's a reason for that because we want to get some dopamine into the brain, right? Because most people, because of overthinking and stress, are dopamine deficient. Okay. I agree. Specific yeah. way to teach that. We teach people based on the goals they want to achieve, or if you have a project at work, what are the, we call it direction review, but what are the intentions you need to get done every day? Right. It's a little repetitive. But we know if I wanna reach a goal at the end, everything in between is not gonna be roses. So I need, a, I need something every day that keeps me on the straight arrow reminding me of that. And mm-hmm. then the, the last thing we teach, and it's, it's um, we call it imagination theater, but we we teach people to think about how they're going to feel when they achieve their goal, right? What are they wearing? Like we're, we're bringing the full brain spectrum of all the areas of the brain that to bring, come back online, so they start and learn to feel, right? Remember feelings, they think about it, they feel, they form subconscious um, belief systems with it, how they're going to be at the end. So even if even if, I, if we take that person who's losing 30 pounds and they have a day where they go out with their friends and they drink and they eat bad, most people the next day is like, oh, screw it up. I'm done. No, I remember what my goal is. I imagine my outcome. Mm, okay. That's good. Yeah. Next day. I get to my direct of reviewing. Okay, here are the things. I just get back on track today. At the end of the day, I count my wins around it. What I cheat? In the morning, I may have asked myself the language I'm using. How Now, once I've learned the language that I'm saying is it's not serving, how do I change that so it is serving? Right. And a lot of, some people do that naturally. A lot of people don't do it naturally. But even the people who don't do it, who do it naturally, will have an area where they don't do it. Right? Because it's a subconscious thought process. Right? 95% of, our, of what we think is subconscious. So we have to really start learning how we become aware of those thoughts. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's a kid or a child, but there's just different ways of going about it. But this so same we- pillar process, we put into companies to help them manage their people in projects, right? We, we teach them how you can use the same system to get the best out of them and love their job at the same time. Sure them, right? This whole, uh, life balance, right? What a lot of companies say they have. It's a really life balance, life work balance, right? It's you have a project do, you got to work on, like you really know right. balance, right? It's how do you re- self-regulate the emotional piece to that? And that, that really becomes, becomes part of our, the process and the, and the programs that we stick into companies just in different versions, depending on where the companies are, uh because it can it can take a while. It can be short for some, it can be long for some. Some companies want to take it and put it into the way they help manage their people. Some mm-hmm. want it to be an onboarding process. So right. start having a culture that's built around these type of things. Because if you think about it, mm-hmm. no person in the world has ever grown up in a class like history, math, English, gym, where we teach emotional regulation. It's never, gone, right? You're hundred percent right. So that, that begs the
0: question when you were saying earlier, uh, and I got so excited about it because you're, you're talking about celebrations and you're talking about reminders to get, help you get through the mess. And you're talking about imagining you pulling it off and accomplishing the goal. And I, I love the idea of all of those, because they're something that I try to implement as well in a different way, of course. Um, so truly, I just love learning that I'm not, I'm not all Based on this deal, but you said something that made me wonder if you had any tips. You said if you have to reroute uh, your thinking in some of those spaces, okay. do you have any tips for that? If you if you know you struggle in one of those areas that could make you successful in a more positive neuro tag, uh-huh. Have you I, had I, a hard?
1: No, that's a great. It's a great question. I think the first thing yes. for everyone is we've been taught, especially men, don't feel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Let's, let's use the example I have with, the, with the, the person who went out to dinner, drank all night, had fun with their friends. Right. And then, then went off the wagon the next day off their plant. Okay. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel guilty. Actually, when you try to feel guilty, you don't. Like, think about it. You sit in the guilt and you overthink the guilt. But if you say, okay, I feel guilty, you actually aren't feeling guilty because you move from the, the amygdala, right? The lizard brain. You move into the frontal lobe of your conscious brain and you're thinking. So what happens is you're, you're, you're not feeling those emotions of guilt. You're actually thinking about it. So the mm-hmm. act of thinking about what you're feeling actually disembarks from that piece. That's the first step. You have to accept it. That's good. Right? We, we always say, don't cry. Don't feel. Get over it. Let it go. Where's it going to go? It's me. It's not going anywhere, right? If, I, if, I, if, I, if I'm feeling angry and I just stuff it down, where's it going to go? it's just gonna fester right then resentment starts like that the the first part of emotional regulation is like really understanding how you feel and i understand that coming from a guy that's a an odd statement but it's probably oh, great. first piece to understanding the language you use like we teach we teach people how to understand their egos and their ego traits and we name them because you will have a negative descent value what we call where when you get into your overthinking and feeling bad, you'll go from angry art to shameful shame to guilty guilt to the hole, right? But if you stop somewhere before that falling into the hole, you don't get all the way down into the hole. So once we learn to have accountability and the awareness of that, we can stop those emotions. We can self-regulate.
0: Yeah. But it's tapping into how you feel and letting it process into what you think. 100%.
1: Have you ever actually sat and said, "What does joy feel like for me?" Like Mm. a really hard question for me. What does it feel? Have I really sat and felt joy or happiness? I like, like if some people really have to think about that, I did. To because if if I want to live in that new experience, that new feeling, I have to I have to learn how to create it. I know how to create the negative stuff. Mm. That's what we're great at. Right. We're not running away from the T-Rex anymore. Right. That there's a, there's a primitive piece to that. Our primitive piece today is I'm addicted to my negative feelings, my overthinking. I'm addicted to it because that's all I know because I've lived a lifetime like that. It's an addiction in itself. And I know that's a strong word, but it's something that's easy to overcome. If you just understand my negative feelings is comfortable because I've walked a lifetime hmm. circum and pretending it's not there. Uncomfortable is trying to feel good and, and stare at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not good. I need to do something about it. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm making positive change and then I fall. You fall because your body, your brain saying, that's, that's uncomfortable. I need to go back to comfort. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send some signals back up to make you feel bad because I know how to handle that.
0: Man, that is so interesting. So, so for the people who you know in the office that are constantly frustrated or angry or just negative in general, yep. that's their fight or flight.
1: Everyone's going through something.
0: Yeah, of course they are. Everyone. And, you know, we said that as teachers too, right? Because there's always, a, if there's a behavior issue, there's an issue that is not the behavior that we're looking at, right? That's just the truth. 100%.
1: Yeah. That's serve from compassion of what someone's going through will take things less personally, me included.
0: But the reroute of it. As as a leader, for us to to realize that and possibly walk beside an employee or our kid or our student in the reroute of it. I love I love that you pointed out the acknowledgement and the feel and the thanks I love that you said we, we have to Celebrate, even if it's for somebody else, because they haven't crossed that. I need to do this for myself yet. To remind me of my why through the hard stuff, and then imagining what okay or happy or accomplishing a goal looks and feels like.
1: Yeah, so you know good. the hardest thing for adults is to imagine the end. They're like, I'm not creative, unlike you think. You, you're creative. You do think you just are scared to do it. You, I
0: to say, is the issue that you're not creative, or is the issue that you don't believe you can be in that space?
1: Right, your brain is creation, right? It creates. Like, okay, so about anxiety for most people is creating a, an outcome in the future that's never happened. And my 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 take to my kids is, listen, if you can create, you're not p- passing that test. You and you're not going to pass it. Let's go to the lottery store and let's start paying the lottery, because you have foresight and we need to start using it. I love it. <laughs>
0: That'll set laugh. Okay. I know that I just did a recap for my own brain, but is there a three takeaways that sure. you want
1: to share with us? Sure. I think when it when it comes to understanding our mental health and and how we feel and feeling better, first we have to understand that our great we have to decrease neural threat in our brain. Everything in life is threat. Whether that's healthy too much, like too much exercise or too little. It depends on the person, right? We need to understand our non-serving thinking patterns. We have to be become aware of those. And the last thing is, is, is stop looking for the tactics and strategies to change. Let's look at the, let's eliminate the reasons why you think you need them in the first place. You start there, any tactic and strategy works. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that's really the premise when we look at, um, decreasing teen suicide, pharmaceutical dependence, we look at decreasing depression, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. If you look at it from that that piece and you start teaching the brain how it learns and start recreating a new way to think, because you can. Remember, your nervous system changes at the snap of a finger. It doesn't matter what age you are, it can have it can be done. You just have to do the little bit of work. Just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit. Get to the
0: heart of the issue. Right? It's good stuff. Yeah. Okay, I'd like to end these with a challenge. And because you're my guest, I would love for you to Absolutely. give our listeners a challenge. Oh,
1: what are you, here I, we go. When we, we already spoke about it. Yeah. This week, one time when you are overthinking, you feel bad, try to understand what that feeling is and try to feel it and you'll stop feeling it. That, that, is, that is hard. But if you can do that, you've already started the process to self-awareness. So you're already halfway, you're already way halfway there. So good.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. I'm asking for a quote. So yeah, one in my quote. Oh no, I'm in. Mean, I'm only never in. Oh, I'm not, right. oh wow. I'm not done. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to say you're amazing. I've loved this so much. Okay, so last words of wisdom, our golden nugget from Chris, the last one. What's your favorite quote? Okay.
1: It actually came up on my stuff today that I was doing. It's if an egg is broken by an outside force, life ends. If broken by inside force, life begins so great things always begin from inside. Love that. I love that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Thank, thank you so experience.
1: much. Pleasure. You're the best.
0: You're the best. I learned so much from you. I'm taking notes and I'm, how, how can I rewrite neuro tags that are <laughs> negative in my own brain? I, I do believe in the power of self-awareness and I, I think it translates to every single space that we all lead in. So Chris, thank you for Sharing with us, teaching us today, and and for helping us be better for
1: ourselves. Also, All right, you the most requested guest you'll ever have.
0: Actually, maybe. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. Okay, well, check out the show notes so that you can get a hold of Chris. And Chris, thank you. You guys have a great week. See you next week. Thanks for listening and being my people. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, hook me up with a five star review wherever you're listening right now. And as always. Don't forget to subscribe to the People Priority Podcast. They so don't miss out on more tips, tricks, and important reminders. All right, I'll see you next week.